Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. On today's bonus episode of The Upside with Kelly and Jeff, we are talking to Kelly Stumpy, who, if you don't know her, her already, she on Instagram is the car mom. I am shocked. I came across her Instagram account and then started following her because Callie and I are thinking about getting a new car now that we have a baby, right? And I just threw it out on Instagram. If we had the car mom, Kelly, on our show, do you have any questions for her? And it was unbelievable. Well, I think the thing about Kelly is she's so um, easy to talk to and easy to watch. And she doesn't seem intimidating. And I feel like car buying is something that is the most intimidating thing ever to most people. So it kind of is, she kind of feels like you can ask your best friend a question that maybe you think is dumb, you know, without judgment. So you can be like, Oh, now's my chance. Okay. Now it's my chance to ask someone that knows a ton about cars. What I want to know. She has a workbook. If you're shopping for a car, you take this workbook with you and you use it while you're narrowing down what you're going to buy. And she sells it on her website. So the link to that will be in the show notes. But we're going to give away one of these workbooks. And then also her favorite car accessory is this Bissell cordless vacuum, this Bissell cordless auto vacuum. We're going to give away one of those as well. You win both of them at the same time. It'll be the very last thing that we do. So listen to the conversation that we have with Kelly. And then at the very end, we'll tell you how you can win her car buying, car shopping workbook and the Bissell cordless auto vac. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the upside. Nice to meet you. Hi there. It's nice to meet you too. How much do you love that Jeff was the one that found you? <laughs> like, well, first of all, like, it's really cool when you just like see anyone who's following you who like has a blue check mark. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was like, who is this guy? Well, and it's funny and also timely because we've been like dabbling in the, we might need a new car thing. Like I got a midsize SUV when we were pregnant and then we realized like super quickly after the baby was born, like while we're not going anywhere now, like a midsize SUV, probably not going to cut it when we have yeah. like more than one and her stuff. And like, we have a podcast so we can podcast from anywhere. So when we go on vacation, we take all our podcast equipment and anyway, so it's just funny that like, and I have a job that I go into and Jeff works from home. So really he'll be the one that'll be using the car more. So we make jokes that he's like, you know, the one that's going to be the carpool mom. And, because and, <laughs> and I have been forbidden to get a minivan. Yeah, no, so, I said absolutely not. So that's been, that's been outlawed. And I was really, here's how I found you. I was so excited about because I've been a, a Pathfinder fan for years and mm -hmm. I have a 10 year old Pathfinder that I love and was holding off shopping for a car until I saw what the new body style would look like. Cause I heard a rumor that there, it was going to be less mom car and more old school Pathfinder. So somebody, yes. somebody sent me your post about looking, watching the new video for the new Pathfinder and stuff. And 
that's how I discovered you and was so disappointed to see that it's just, it's just, it's, they haven't, it's just, it's two mom car. <laughs> yeah, it's very, I know. There are some Pathfinder stands out there. Like there's entire Instagram accounts dedicated to the old body style Pathfinders. I should, um, I, I need to sign up for this. Cause that's, I, I've, this yeah. is, my, I think my third Pathfinder. Love it. And I will drive and it. And I had one in college. Yeah. They're it's, awesome. So I know people, uh, yeah. All right. Can I, before we, we start having like a more general conversation or whatever, can I ask you one specific question? Because I want to know the answer to this. So I don't want to, um, forget, but I also had three people, three friends message me after I shared on Instagram that you would be joining us. And two out of the three were dudes, were guys who I guess are in similar situations as me where mm -hmm. they're going to be the owner of the mom car in the family. They all want an SUV that has a lot of storage space, but doesn't make them look like an Uber driver. You know, when they're, they, they don't want a Yukon, they don't want the Escalade, they don't want that type of car. So they want something that's Pathfinder sized, but with a ton of storage space. Does that exist? Um, yes, I think so. At least, um, I think that some cars that are the size of the Pathfinder that offer a little bit more space is a car like the Volkswagen Atlas or the Chevy Traverse. Those are the two biggest, I'm going to call them midsize. Those are the two biggest midsize SUVs in their class. So it's bigger than the Pathfinder, but it's smaller than the Yukon. And do you know offhand, because this is the other question that comes up, if the car seat is in the back seat, does it push the passenger side seat so far up that the other spouse has to ride in the back with the kid? No. And those two cars, no. And so I always, in every single one of my tours, I'm six feet tall, actually. I'm very tall. So I always put a rear-facing car seat behind me to get an idea for space. And I always Smart. mention if I have to like move up the seat or not move up the seat. So I drive a Volkswagen Atlas. Currently I just have a demo car. So I get a new car every couple thousand miles. I'm in an Atlas. Now we have two rear facing car seats. I'm six foot. My husband's six two, and we can both fit very comfortably with room. Good to know. Have you had any reliability problems with the Atlas? Like with VW? Like I feel like everyone was super into VWs. Then everyone got freaked out because of all the lawsuits and stuff like that. And then, so I don't know, like where, what's the reputation now? Is it better now? Um, yes, there's definitely, I think some trust issues with Volkswagen because of Dieselgate. Obviously the dealerships had no involvement in that at all. If anyone doesn't know, Dieselgate is basically, they lied about their emissions. Um, on how good of gas mileage they were getting. So I think they just kind of have some brand trust there. Yeah. Um, I think the Atlas is a great car. It's only been around since I think 2018. So it's a little difficult for me to like, tell yeah. you I think it's going to get to a hundred thousand miles easily because I don't know how many of those are out there with it being a newer car. Right. Do I think like, I'm not a betting woman, but if I was, would I put money on a Highlander versus an Atlas on who makes it to 150,000 miles? I'd probably choose the Highlander. Yeah. But, I think VWs are great for leasing for that reason because they have they have pretty good residuals and they have warranty and maintenance included in your entire lease. So if you lease a Volkswagen, it's like you have your lease payment, your maintenance is covered, you're under warranty. After three years, you can walk away.
The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I want to ask you about leasing versus buying, but first... I know, I have so many questions. I'm like, I... (laughs) I don't even think we established, because I know you had promoted the, you know, your appearance on the show. So I'm sure a lot of your new fans are checking you out here, but for our audience who doesn't know of you yet, what are your qualifications in the car industry? Like what's on your resume that makes you qualify to speak to this? Sure. So I, well, I am, was raised in the car business. I'm the third generation to enter into like the dealership space. And my grandpa started um him and his brother started a car dealership and then my dad and his brother grew it to like a multi-level franchise so we have five new franchises and then one used lot so a total of six dealerships in the st louis area i graduated college in 2016 and started selling immediately and i've been in the car business ever since so uh, and then so that's my qualifications i've been a car sales and i've been in the business and then i'm also a mom of two and is there a is there do women need to I want to phrase this properly because I don't want it to sound crappy but I think a lot of women are intimidated by the car buying process has that changed and what can women do to uh what am I trying to say Callie ask it better because, ask you better. No, well, I'm going to disagree me, with you. You had me buy your last car. I did, but here is the difference. Well, and this is something I wanted to talk to you about, Kelly, is so I am a millennial, like as are you. And to me, and, and this will be different for you because you grew up in it and you've been on the other side of it. But for me, in general, millennials want things fast. They want it now and they want it as pain-free as possible. So me, I would prefer, like when Jeff and I, before we were married, I went through Carvana. I did it really quickly, went through my credit union to get the loan, and it took me maybe an hour, the whole process, including the loan, right? That's what I like. Jeff prefers the thrill of the hunt and trying to get people bidding against each other and walking away from the thing and spending the time on it. Um, is there one that's better than the other? Um, so lots of good questions there. Let me unpack that a little. So first Sorry, of all, do I think that women should be intimidated by the car buying process has it changed it has changed a lot there are a lot more um female car salesmen and then there's just a lot more better people i mean i understand that like a car dealership and a car sales person is not everyone's like cup of tea and it can definitely be intimidating especially if you if you've had bad experiences in the past my number one tip to anybody intimidated by the car buying process is to Put yourself in control and to choose the salesperson that you're going to work with. So there's a website called Dealer Raider, and it is designed for people to leave reviews about specific salespeople. So like everyone goes on Google and decides what dealership to work with based on the Google reviews. But I tell people, don't stop there because a bad car salesman can give you a horrible car buying experience. Oh. If you go on this website, you can read the reviews about individual salespeople. So then you can, and you can also read, you know, description about descriptions about them. What are their qualifications? How long have they been in the business? So you go to this website, you maybe find another woman, maybe a mother, a father, someone who has 200 five-star reviews and you book an appointment with them. Just showing up to the dealership and, you know, really increases your chances of getting stuck with like a lot rat, as I call them. Like people Mm -hmm. who are just sitting there waiting for you. They're outside smoking a cigarette. They're just sitting there waiting. 
Uh-huh. You don't want to work with them. You want to work with someone like like me who works by appointment, has a ton of five-star reviews. I'm not I'm not the one sitting there waiting for people to come in because I have plenty of customers who are working because right. I'm a good salesperson. Smart. So, you know, people are always like, I've, ha- I've been treated badly or how can I get them to respect me? And my answer is we just don't. I'm not, I'm done worrying about them. It's 2021. If they're not going to give you the respect you deserve, we're not going to give them your business. We're going to find a different salesperson to do it for instead. And what are your thoughts on doing the entire process online, whether it's like your dealership website or using a Carvana type thing, or, or I know like credit unions have programs in place where you can just buy a car right online through them. Yeah, I think that um, when it comes to like a Carvana and a CarMax, my answer, and of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased, but I always think supporting a family owned business is better when possible. And I think that we bring a certain, I think that good family owned dealerships bring a level of customer service that you will never get at a Carvana and a CarMax. Um, As far as doing the entire process online, a lot of dealerships have adapted to this, us included. We, I mean, almost every dealership I know of has the ability to do it. I don't see us getting a lot of traction with that. I don't know if that's just us being in the Midwest. Maybe it's different on the coasts, but I mean, I, I, I never sell cars strictly online. I always have people come in. Just want to let you know that at the very end of this episode with the car mom, Kelly Stumpy, we are doing a giveaway. So that will be the very last thing we do. You can win one of her car shopping workbooks and also her favorite auto accessory that's at the end of this episode if you have come to the show from the car mom from kelly we want to say welcome and tell you a little bit about us we are callie and jeff we are married we have a baby uh we have rescue dogs and we do a daily podcast we talk about our lives we talk about being new parents uh we talk about our neighbors we talk about whatever we but talk about mental health a lot we talk about gratitude yeah. um we weave gratitude somehow into every single episode because we really believe that that has changed our lives but it's not preachy it's no, just no it's us. not annoyingly like want to bang your head against the wall positive it's not it's not like that at all really what we want you to feel when we when you walk away from our show is that you have just sat down and had a glass of wine or a cup of coffee with your friends and you walk away from the show feeling better than when you started. We would love to have you hit the subscribe button and join us. We are pretty well liked. We've got, we have a great community. We have a great community. They've given us a lot of five-star reviews. They've also voted us number one for eight consecutive months in podcast magazine. So I think, I think we got a good show and we'd love to have you be a part of it, right? Yeah. We would love to have you be a part of the community. Check out a couple episodes. Uh, we'd love to have you here. We'll be right back with Kelly. We have to say thank you to two of our sponsors. And then we will talk to Kelly about leasing. And we're going to admit to her that she has to explain it to us like we're a couple of kindergartners because we have no idea what leasing, no what leasing really is. So that's two minutes away. You've heard me talk about Rothy's for a while now. They're one of my favorite brands of shoes. I have five pair of them, no shame here. And I love them because they're comfortable. They're really cute, but they're also machine washable, which I think is awesome because if you are a wearer of flats, you know that when you're running around and you're busy, your feet might make the shoe smell. And then eventually you got to get rid of your flats. It's a whole thing, right? Well, with Rothy's shoes, You can take out the insert is what I do. 
I put it in the wash on delicate and then I let it air dry. And it's like having a brand new pair of shoes every time I wash them. I've washed mine over a dozen times and they still look as great as they did when I took them out of the box. It is awesome. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Style and sustainability, meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash upside today. Let me let you in on a little secret about Magic Spoon cereal. If you put together your variety pack and you get cocoa with peanut butter and you mix the two together in the same bowl... It's like having a bowl of peanut butter cups for breakfast. But of course, these peanut butter cups, because it's magic, have no sugar, have 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And it's only 140 calories. Magic Spoon cereal truly does have the magic. If you're looking for a way to get protein into your diet before or after a workout and you're sick of protein powders and protein shakes, maybe consider Magic Spoon Cereal. They've got a brand new variety pack now featuring peanut butter. It was a limited edition flavor and it sold out three times last year. Now it is permanently part of the Magic Spoon roster. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside, grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code upside at checkout. You'll save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash upside. Use the code upside when you check out to save $5 off. Thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Okay, Kelly, can we get back to leasing? Because we got so many questions about leasing. And to be totally honest, I'm not even sure really what it is. Can you give us like a leasing 101, a basic class on leasing? Yeah, it's definitely. So leasing is you're basically, I don't like to use the word renting, but you're renting the car essentially. So you're paying for a certain percentage of the car. And then the dealer and then the manufacturer is going to buy it back from you. So upfront, they tell you, okay, this car has, let's say a 50% residual. So you're paying for 50% of the car over your three-year lease. It's like, that's how much your lease is going to be. The benefit of leasing is that then when your three years is up, you can either buy the car for what's left on the residual. So the, you can either buy the car for 50% of what it's worth or what it was 50% of what, of the worth now. Right. Oh, that sounds confusing. Or you have the option just to turn the keys back into the dealership. So I'm a, actually a huge fan of leasing for people that are one in the new car market and drive less than 15,000 miles a year and want to get a new car. Uh, you know, now financing terms go from anywhere from six to seven. I've even seen some like seven and a half, eight year loans. If you're not oh, going wow. to keep your car through the entire term of your loan, you run a very high risk of being what's called upside down, where you owe more on your car than it's worth. 
That so, makes it very difficult to get a new car. I grew up with a dad who always saved up and then bought a new car. There's something to him about a new car that he just loves. Me, I would rather have maybe a little bit of a nicer car, but buy it used because when you drive off the lot, your value decreases and then, you know, whatever. Is it just personal preference of some people like new cars and some people don't? Or is there a reason that buying a new car or buying a used car is better? smarter. Yeah, I I would I would say if you are want to buy, I do think it's smarter, it makes more financial sense. And what you have to remember about cars is they're not a good investment. They depreciate so fast. You right. never you rarely have it's they're they're not a good investment. So it's like what's the best of the worst. I like what you do when you buy a car maybe a year or two later or maybe an off lease return and you let someone else take the initial depreciation hit and then you're just you know paying for less car but you still have a newer car. A huge benefit to buying a truly new car where you're the first owner is really just the selection you'll have. If you are very particular about your color, your trim level, your equipment, I always say like, there's no used car factory. So I know you want right. a white on tan Lexus with 2000 miles on it. That's a year old. Like that. I can't make one of those happen. So right. are you flexible with your mileage? Are you flexible with your color combination? So that's, that's one of the reasons I see people buy new a lot is because they just, you know, However much you spend, it's a very expensive purchase, and they want the colors that they want. Got it. Where and when can you get the best deal on the lot? Like, and I'm talking about, I think you mentioned it a few minutes ago, but you've talked on your Instagram about how every three or four months you get a new car because you drive the dealer demos. So uh, I've purchased, I think the Pathfinder I'm driving now was a dealer demo. I got a great deal on it. Where can people find deals like that? And then also, when should you be buying a car? Is there any truth to the best deals happening in the last 48 hours of the month? Great question. So I would say as far as the demo cars, demos do get a little bit difficult because they don't really advertise that on their website because the demo is still a technically a new car. So when you're looking at a dealership's new car inventory, you're not going to know which one might have some more mileage on it. And they might not even have the price discounted because it's not like a grounded demo yet. The person's still driving it. Mm -hmm. So I would just ask the dealership, hey, do you have any demos that would work? Like, I'd love to say, I don't mind a little bit of mileage if it gets me a better deal and just see what, what they have. Um, you do have to be careful, though, to understand the difference between a demo and a loaner. A service loaner is a car they lend out to service customers. Those cars do get titled. They will have an owner on the Carfax, and they're getting driven by driven by a ton of different people. So not that, not that I wouldn't even tell you not to buy a loaner car, but just know the difference is a loaner's a new car that will be sold to you as a used car. A demo is a new car with miles on it. Got it. Uh, and then as far as like the best time, I think the end of the month is definitely a hectic time in the car world. And I have seen some crazy things. I've seen some crazy deals happen at the end of the month. Uh, you're just, you know, you're kind of banking on the dealership not hitting their numbers yet and being willing to there's no way for you to know how close they are to the, the numbers. There's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait till the end of the month to buy a car. I, in my experience, I don't think the deals are that much better. And I also think at the end of the month, you're met with some huge headaches, like way longer wait times because everyone is flocks to dealerships at the end of the month. Uh, and I just think it kind of makes for an overall less great buying experience. So I wouldn't wait till the end of the month. As far as like times of the years, there's definitely like some good deals. Um, you know, the end of the year is always a really great time for us, especially on like model closeouts. Uh, and then the manufacturers really, especially in the new car market, the manufacturers really do help us out and give us a lot of nice rebates and dealer cash around the big holidays. 
and even you know dealerships never close we're open on all the holidays so like president's day is a great time memorial day labor day there's always some really good incentives around those holidays so if we're going to go in at the end of the month we should call ahead of time and like disguise our voice and say like hi this is jimmy from ford how are your numbers looking and then, <laughs> and then if they're like oh it's man a slow month, isn't it? <laughs> yeah oh jimmy we're not doing good I'm like oh okay well good luck to you and then hang up and then go and say like hey and then go in right um what did you mention this word and somebody asked on our instagram tell her to talk about grounded loaner cars being new but cheaper than new what is what do you what does the word grounded mean uh, it's at the dealership. So like my demo isn't technically grounded right now because I'm driving it. But you could buy my demo. It's just not there. Got it. Okay. Is that – oh, I thought you had another one. Oh, I was going to ask I – I was just going to ask why that Kia is in so high demand. The that is the ride? craziest thing to me. Okay, so if you don't know, let me give a little preface. If you haven't watched Kelly's Instagram stories and you haven't seen it, there is a Kia, tell you right, I guess, that is going for like thousands of dollars more than the sticker price right now because it's in such high demand, which seems crazy to me. It's honestly very frustrating and very disappointing. I, and you know, dealerships, we, dealerships in general have okay relationships with the manufacturers. It's kind of like we they can't live without us they can't live with us, can't live without us. Like they would, I think that manufacturers would rather just sell directly to consumers, but they've realized that like, they're just not good at it and they just can't do it. Yeah. So we don't, people are always like, do you have any insider info? And I'm like, no, like I'm just as disappointed in Kia. I don't know why the car is beautiful. It drives great. And it's the sticker price is so affordable. I mean, the equipment that you can get in the Kia Telluride, if you were to price out a Kia Telluride and a Ford Explorer, Equipment to equipment, the Telluride is so much more affordable and still has all the features, all the safety features, and I think looks better. But for some reason, they have so few that these dealers are forced to have customers almost get into bidding wars over them. I'm so fascinated by this. Kia yeah. is basically doing what Nintendo does every year at Christmas, where they're like, hey, here's our brand new toy that everybody wants, but we're only going to sell 300 of them across the entire world. And then people yeah, are okay. Go fight to yeah, the death. Now go stab each other at Walmart. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. You know. Yeah. It, it, I don't get it. All right. We need to say thank you to two of our sponsors. And when we come back, Callie is going to make the car mom a little bit uncomfortable by forcing her to answer a tough question. Skincare is super important to me. You know that I take cleaning my face and putting all of the best products on it very, very seriously. Now, the thing that was a bummer about pregnancy is that I had to stop all of the good stuff, right? On my skin when I was pregnant. And the good stuff, I mean the prescription stuff, the stuff that was really helping like the brown spots on my skin that I've had from years of sun damage, right? Well, now that I can get back into it, I am so excited to bring in this ad partner, Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne and skincare seriously. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll be treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. 
Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots, which is a huge one for me. Get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash upside. Use our code upside. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash upside and click begin visit. Then use the code upside at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash upside. If a keto lifestyle is part of your 2021 regimen or you're just trying to eat healthier, I would like to tell you about Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars with just one gram of sugar, two grams of net carbs, and at only 140 calories, they can be an easy part of your diet and your snacking regimen. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have a soft and chewy texture. They've got a bunch of delicious flavors. My favorite, the blueberry almond vanilla. They've also got coconut, coca chip, and honey nut. If you need a snack to grab between Zoom calls or you want just something to put in your belly before you go to bed, a Monk Pack granola bar could be the answer. Try Monk Pack for yourself and you will see. We got a great deal for Upside listeners. 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by going to monkpack.com and entering code UPSIDE at checkout. Monk Pack is so confident in what they're selling that it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product and then enter the code upside at checkout. You'll save 20% off your first purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast this week, Monk Pack. I have two questions. So one is really generic and I exclude the fact that you are a car dealer, right? If you have to pick one car manufacturer to have for the rest of your life, what is it? Like I can only drive one brand for the rest of my life? Yes. Do I have a budget? No. Oh, Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I would probably. Like what's going to not give you a headache? What's going to be around for a while? What do you like driving? And what do you, you know what I mean? Like all, all around, if you're stuck with one in a world, like, cause people are like, what's the best brand of car? And I know a little bit of it is personal preference, but from someone that knows a lot about cars, what is a consistent brand that you trust that you're like, this would be the one I think you. And I think you can't say unlimited budget because I know there's like, you know, Rolls Royces, that yeah, are, yeah, you know, yeah, where like that. little elves, oh, yeah, yeah. they live under the seat and give you a foot massage while you're driving and then <laughs> scurry back under there when you're done or whatever. So like mainstream cars is yeah. what you're asking. Yeah, I really. I'm very passionate. I really like the BMW brand. I think that their car and I, if, if it's the, truly the rest of my life, you know, my motherhood window, my car seat window is going to be very small. And I think that the BMWs have great technology, great safety features, great performance, and they have a beautiful, um, they have a full line. So they've got sports cars, sedans, SUVs. I would probably choose BMW. Well, BMW drivers have a reputation of being jerks, though, don't they? Like everybody's like, oh, I got a BMW driver. Ugh. I mean, they're not as bad as Jeep drivers. Oh, what? no. You just started a war, I think. 
think Jeep drivers are crazy. I, ne- I never. Jeep drivers think it's a personality trait. It's not uh, a personality Je- trait to own a car. I gotta I tell you, ne- Jeff had one Jeep for like a year, right? He had a Wrangler. He like, it was kind of an impulse buy. And he was like, I just, I don't know what you were thinking. But he was so proud to be able to wave at other Jeep owners. He's yes. like, yeah, I'm cool now. I've ne- I can't. I've <laughs> never felt more loved than when I had my Wrangler. And then like... <laughs> And but the problem is all Jeep owners also want to talk about it. So I just bought it and it had like the knobby tires on it. It had all the it had the stuff. Jeff's like, this car looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then Jeep owners would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, you got that aftermarket lift kit, double whammy, you know, tire knob thing, extra <laughs> rims. And I was like, I, I, I sure do, bud. And it's also and it's also black. So it's pretty and I had nothing else. Okay, here's my second question. Um, and this is like a little bit selfish. I have been seeing so many, um, I think, I, I don't want to say influencers, but there's a lot of people that are getting super into Lincoln Navigators as like something that could be like a new, awesome, luxury, big SUV. Do you have any experience with that car? What's your feeling on Lincoln? I think the reputation is more of like an older car company, but it seems like they're kind of doing the thing that Buick did where they're like, Hey, we're not that for old people anymore. You know? Yes. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. I have not had a lot of experience in a Lincoln navigator because I don't have good access to one here. I can't, I sometimes I have trouble finding cars because if you watch my reviews, I'm very honest to the point where sometimes my dad's like, can you please not own it down? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very honest. Cause that's, that's just my brand. So it's sometimes hard for me to approach a dealership and be like, hey, can I review your car? And they're and like then maybe say negative things about it. Right. So I have not got my hands on one yet, but I have gotten my hands on the Ford Expedition and Ford owns Lincoln. So the cars, the the navigator is a souped up expedition. I love the expedition. I prefer it to the Tahoe Yukon Denali's of the world for a lot of reasons. Um, so I would imagine that if the Lincoln Navigator has the luxurious feelings of like something like the Escalade and it's got the features I like of the Expedition, I would probably say it might be one of my ultimate mom cars. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was wondering, it's so funny because you don't know like the friends that I know that are really excited about it. It's something that seems a little newer. Like I know back in the day there were Lincoln Navigators, but this new really pretty luxurious body style and I knew people were hyped about it but I didn't know like is it actually a good thing is Lincoln like do we like Lincoln I don't know I just it's not yeah, a brand I, that I know in a lot about I can't say I have not had the chance to driven one but I love it I think I love it without seeing it <laughs> I'm gonna scroll through um because we got a ton of questions for you on um Instagram. So I'm going to scroll through and pick some of those out. And while I do that, do you want to explain what your workbook is that you have available for sale? Sure. So I have created, I created a car buying workbook because I felt like there was a need for a way for people to organize their thoughts while they're test driving and just to help make the selection of their car a little bit easier. So I created a workbook. It's totally interactive. There's some parts that you do before you go to the dealership, some parts that you do after you test drive. Um, I give a scoring guide so that that way you can score all the cars you're test driving to see if, you know, if your scores are consistent, if there's a clear winner there. I have a family planning map in there. Um, 
I have a whole sheet on budgeting and I actually give you a tool that a lot of dealerships use to negotiate deals. And I show you what it looks like and show you how to fill it out ahead of time. So you avoid things like sticker shock. Uh, it's a PDF download. It's available for $12.99. It's a great way to support the car mom so she can continue to do car tours. I love it. And um, we will include that link in our show notes. So if you're listening and that's something that you're interested in, we'll definitely have the link in our show notes and on our website, callieandjeff.com. And we're also going to give one away along with a um, car. This is such a car mom accessory, but I asked her, I asked Kelly what her favorite, you know, gadget was. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a Bissell vacuum for your car. Nice. Do do you have two? It's amazing. Do you have two kids under two? Yeah, I'm two under two. Oof. So you're like yeah. definitely vacuuming out your car. Like and like it fits in a cup holder, it charges with a USB. It I on my Instagram story I demonstrated it like cleaning up goldfish. I should I should really be sponsored by Bissell, but they <laughs> will not email me back. Um, <laughs> which is a shame for them at this point. Well, we're gonna give one away along with um one of your workbooks and we'll explain how at the end of our conversation. So here's some of the questions that came in on Instagram. A lot of questions about cars that would be comfortable and suitable for people who have three kids in car seats? So I think that as three is a game changer for sure. Two, you know, almost any car works with two. Three gets a little bit more difficult and then it does kind of come down to how much you want to spend and how much room is enough room for you. The minivans are going to give you the most room. I mean, that is a fact. So like the Honda Odyssey, the Chrysler Pacifica, Toyota Sienna, they fit three car seats. Great. You can still have other passengers in the car. There are some other, let's say, let's call them more of the midsize SUVs um, that are really good for three car seats, like the Volkswagen Atlas is a good job. Um, and then the three across tr- or three car seats truly does get complicated because you also have to ask yourself if you can fit a kid in the third row. Are you trying to do three across on the bench? I would encourage people to, if you are looking at like a smaller car, that's not as obvious to look at, I think there's, there's two ways to select a mom car. It's either to find a car that fits your car seats or find car seats that fit your car. There's a plenty of options out there to do three across, to do three car seats in almost every car out there. It's just whether you're willing to buy new car seats for your kids or not. And if, I mean, there's car seats that take up a lot less room. So that would be, my first thing, decide if you're willing to buy new car seats or if you love your car seats and want to find a car that works. And then, you know, the bigger SUVs, like I said, I like the Ford Expedition, but the Tahoe does a good job. The Escalade's great. I like the Subaru Ascent a lot. That's really good for car seats. So I'm throwing so many out there. Love it. I'll, I'll, another question along the lines of space. Uh, and I think this woman is just looking for you to to be on her side. But she says... Her husband is dying to get a Tesla Model Y, but they have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, obviously both in car seats. She wants to know if it'll fit, if the family will fit in the car. I think based on the way she she was really, I think she was hoping you would say no. (laughs) Um, I will say whatever she wants me to say. Send me a DM later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that that would work? Yes, I have not done the Model Y, but I've done the Model X. And I fit two car seats in the Model X, and it was fabulous. But Tesla is actually very good for car seats. Um, do you have any recommendations for people who are buying cars for their kids who uh, just got their driver's license? You know, I think that if it can fit into, I don't really have necessarily a maker model that I recommend. I think that 
you know, that just kind of depends on your budget, what's important to you and your kids. But I do think some of the crash prevention technologies that are in these cars, I really do think that they are worth maybe spending a little bit more money. I mean, just like that blind spot, which is now standard in a lot of vehicles, but in some of the older cars, it's not. But that blind spot saves so many lives a year. I think that the automatic braking is so important, the frontal collision warning, and then parking sensors and backup cameras are just, you know, they help with the dents and dings that sometimes are associated with new drivers. So there's a lot of great options out there. Um, I think sedans are great for teens. You know, you can't pile as many people in. They still are plenty safe. What would you Um, get right if um, if your little ones, if one of them was 16, what would you want them driving? What would you feel safe with them driving? Yeah, I'd probably get them either, I would probably get them either a Japanese or Korean car because I think that they have the best safety features on them. So I would probably get like my son, maybe like a Nissan Frontier truck or like a Toyota Tacoma. I'd probably get him a little truck and then I'd probably get my daughter like a RAV4 or -hmm. a Nissan Rogue or something like that. Cool. Um, will it really hurt the car to give it regular gas if the cap says to use premium? I've always wondered this. It's a great question. Um, will your car run? Yes. Will it cause problems? Maybe not. The problem is if you don't use the premium gas that your car requires, it can cause issues in your car that then would not be covered under warranty. So then you have to pay for them out of pocket. Ah, mm. uh, that so, makes sense. It's like a big what if, what if, and it's not that it would like, yeah, you just, you, you would hate to, you would hate to run the risk of your warranty being voided. Mm, yep. Uh, is there, other than using your workbook, is there a tip to always, to know that you're getting the best price when you're negotiating for a car? I think that the biggest tip I have for negotiating is just to understand that validation is the new negotiation. There is unfortunately no magic word tracks or like, you know, hand signal I can give you to get $2,000 off the price of the car. You really just have to be well-researched and dealerships are, we spend a lot of money to ensure that our cars are priced appropriately, right? So we spend thousands of dollars in software that tells us that our U Chevy Equinox is the best price in 200 miles. So when you come to the dealership and say, well, can you take another $500 off? We're going to say, no, because here's the Kelly Blue Book on the car. Here's all of the other Chevy Equinoxes in our city. This is why we have the car priced this way. And if you can't validate why you want to pay $500 less, you're not going to have any ground to stand on. And um, so that was my biggest tip. Just validate your price and know that I always tell people, worry about the deal. Don't worry about the discount. Everyone likes to brag to their friends and say, oh, I got $2,000 off and I've played hardball, but in reality, if you do your research, if it's the right color, the right equipment, and it is the best price in your town, you got, you're a great negotiator. You're a good car buyer. When we get ready to buy our car, can we call you? (laughs) Can we just buy from you? If you live in St. Louis or in the Midwest, I would say yes. If you live outside the Midwest, I will be happy to help. I'll be doing consultations soon. Ooh, Um, I like that. But as far as buying a car for me, no. Well, (laughs) I support me. Buy my workbook. <laughs> I, I I already know what kind of car I want, and it's it's that Kia Telluride, only because it's hard to get. If something's hard to get, I immediately <laughs> want it. Callie obviously wants the Navigator, but well, who wants that? They're a dime a dozen. Give me the <laughs> give me the one that's impossible to find. 
I want to be that person. Uh, Kelly, thank you. And what what is next for your online empire? Well, I started doing my tours on YouTube, which has been really fun because I've been able to uh, bring a higher quality level of tour. So I'm going to keep building my YouTube. And like I said, I'm going to do consultations. And eventually I would like to build actually an online course on how to buy a car. Because I think there's just so many unknowns with leasing versus buying, new versus used. And there's just a lot of misinformation out there. So I feel very honored and privileged to have the platform to kind of break down the fourth wall and correctly educate people about the car business and about what it's like to go to a car dealership because they're not, if you do it right, I think it can be a really fun experience. Well, keep us posted and we will gladly promote and spread the word for you. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. And one last thing. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. All right, as promised, we have our giveaway. We've got a copy of Kelly, the car mom's car shopping workbook that she sells where you can get a ton of tips and insider secrets and uh, pages to fill out to help the car buying process super easy. Everybody on her Instagram who has purchased it loves it. Uh, It's fantastic. So we've got one of those that we're giving away and we're also going to give away a car accessory. I asked the car mom, Kelly, what her favorite car accessory was mm-hmm. and it's a it's a Bissell vacuum for your car. Nice. Do, do you have it's two It's amazing. Do you have two kids under 2? Yeah, I'm two under 2. Oof. So you're like, like definitely go. vacuuming out your car like And like it fits in a cup holder, it charges with a USB. It I on my Instagram story I demonstrated it like cleaning up goldfish. I should I should really be sponsored by Bissell, but they <laughs> will not email me back. Um, <laughs> which is a shame for them at this point. If you would like to win those prizes, text the word drive to 800 434 5454 D R I V E to 800 434 5454 and we will accept entries through the end of the month, through February 28th, and we'll announce the winner on March 1st. If you want to follow Kelly on Instagram, you can do that at the underscore car underscore mom. And we'll have that linked in our show notes as well as a link to the workbook that we were talking about. 